another episode of Don't Play Me. But better yet, our guest is my best friend, Sydney. Hello. <laughs> oh Happy to be here. Wait, so excited. I'm so excited. This is also like for any of you who... Um, Kind of like the telltale sign or when people it's like a secret word to get into a club that people like if they come up and ask like and say like, hey, like, are you Megan? And I'm like, no, no, I'm kidding. I say yes. Um, <laughs> but people be like, oh, my God, like how Sydney. And then that's how I know that they're like, an OG. Yeah. And like you really do like me because like, you know, my best friend who's like not on like, you know, the YouTube. Yeah. Um, and it just makes me so happy. And I, you, you guys are all going to be happy. Someone actually I told you that I was at the Grove and someone came up to me and they're like, you should have Sydney on your podcast. And I was like. Yeah, we fucking should. Mm -hmm. And then here I am. So you're visiting for the weekend. And I'm here. And she was like, I hope you don't mind. But do you want to be on the podcast? I'm like, I love talking. Yes. Yes, I'll be. There. And you guys I have heard me it. talk about her all the a time. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I know you like really well. And I think I've met you like twice. Yeah, but I feel the same you... way about you, too, <laughs> okay. because I hear about you all the time. <laughs> I have a really small group, so I like to keep it small. Yeah, I like personal it friends. It's the best though, because then when I introduce my friends, everyone likes each other. Like, mm -hmm. there's no one I have to keep away from anyone. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's the best. Yeah, I, that's that's all I. Except sometimes Kyle, <laughs> but it depends <laughs> on the mood he's in. You know? Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, well guys, this is an advice podcast. Uh, if you're new here, if you guys want to be on the podcast, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international callers. You can send us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail.com and shout out to one of our opinionated Olivia's Rachel Lynn High. If you guys don't know what that is, that is our Patreons, our Patreon, our patrons. And right now we're doing shout outs for people who are joining. So, um, she gets a shout out, which basically means she gets a gold star and everybody else who's listening, you don't get a star. You just get this podcast episode. But check out our Patreon. Um, find us there. More content. It's a good time. Uh, and oh my God, I'm so fucking excited. Me too. This is going to be great. Have you been on a podcast before? I was just going to say, I'm a huge podcast listener. I've never been on a podcast. This is my, I'm a podcast virgin. We're taking <gasps> pop, my podcast pop, pop. virginity my my podcast deflowering. It's happening right here before your eyes. So should we get into it? Let's do it. Hey, uh, Megan. So first of all, love the podcast. Um, I'm 18 years old and I'm going to be a freshman in college next year. And so I was just thinking about this like kind of story and I've never really gotten advice on it, but it's something I should get advice on. So basically this past fall, I dated this guy um, who's my age and um, we dated, and it was kind of like this weird relationship where we dated twice. The first time he ended it because he was like, I'm not ready for a relationship. And then the second time, it was basically the same story. So I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm good. Thanks. But afterwards, he texted me a couple days ago, um, or actually, sorry, a couple weeks ago, and he commented on one of my photos and, like, direct messaged and commented to me and was like, hey, we should catch up. And I was like, oh, well, um, I don't know if I really want to. He asked why. And I told him, I said, because it seems like you have a girlfriend on his on your Instagram and you had told me you didn't want a relationship. But you know what? Like, we can be friendly. It's just I don't really want to mess with that. And keep in mind, this girl was, like, posting photos with him saying, like, my boy, commenting, like, hearts and being, like, you're so cute. Like, they were obviously Instagram official. And when I said that, he was like, what are you talking about? I don't have a girlfriend. And I was like, wait, what? 
according to your girlfriend's Instagram and even your own Instagram, you guys comment on each other's stuff. And it was like recent. It wasn't like it was a month ago. It was like a couple days previously. And I was like, okay. I ended up just kind of blowing it off. And I posted it um, in like a group chat. And my friends were like, maybe you should tell the girl. But I ended up not because like, I didn't just didn't want to meddle in their relationship because like if they were to, together and like the ex-girlfriend was trying to talk to her, it just sounds like I'm just trying to like break them up when in reality, he's just kind of being shitty. So yeah, give me advice. Should I tell the girl that this has happened or should I just keep it to myself? I don't know. I thought you would take it away, Nush. So also, Nush is my nickname. <laughs> there, you're going to hear a lot just of weird nicknames. Heads up. Nushy Tushy, Squid yeah. Me, Squid. Just all of them are me. Yeah. Just, a, a just no. Um, so back to the question. So here's the deal. I feel like no matter, like you have to think about what you want the end result to be. And I know you're trying, like, I think it's very noble that you want to tell this girl, but coming from his ex-girlfriend, it's just not going to be well received. Like, I think she's just going to blow it off no matter what. She might be his girlfriend. She might think she's his girlfriend is kind of mm-hmm. what it sounds like to me. Like, maybe they've never really had that conversation and she's super excited. And here's my boy and X, Y, Z. But I just don't think reaching out to her saying, by the way, he's talking to me. I think she's just going to blow it off as like the ex-girlfriend trying to make it back in, which clearly you're not trying to mm-hmm. do. But I think the end result will be more more of a pain for you than than for her mm-hmm. or him, actually. I see what you're saying. I'm going to say the exact opposite. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm I, with you. <laughs> because the thing is, is like you don't want anything. And you're right, because I think like I agree with like you think about the end result and like you don't want anything from this. Right. And you don't want anything from him. You don't want anything part of their relationship. Like you don't have I don't know. You're not hoping for anything. The only thing is just like to kind of like get it out there just in case. And I, if it was me, if I was the girlfriend, I would want it to, I would want to hear that. And also if I were you, I would also probably do that. And how I would phrase it is I would DM her and I'd be like, Hey, um, uh, I, I have no idea if you know who I am or whatever, but like you're, uh, and say his name, like don't call him her boyfriend or whatever. It's like him and I used to hook up. Um, or like we used to date, he recently like reached out to me and I like, we still follow each other on Instagram or like I saw on his Instagram that like he, it looked like he was clearly dating somebody. And I had said that to him and he said that he wasn't. And you can even say like, I don't know if you guys are like friends and the captions are like just funny jokey stuff. But like, I just feel like I'm obviously not acting on this and not saying anything, but at the off chance that you guys are dating, like I just wanted to like, just as an FYI, like, just as that, not like, hey, he's a really shitty guy. Like, this is what he did to me during our relationship. It's just kind of like just saying it to say it because I think more likely than not, she's going to blow it off. But if something were to happen later on, which it will, her mind's going to go back to oh, this well, and sure. be like, oh, yeah. It's just planting that seed. Like, I had a friend who uh had a girl dm her that was her boy her ex-boyfriend but her current boyfriend at the time it was his ex-girlfriend and she was like fyi he didn't tell me you guys were still dating like we've still been hooking up and she was like immediately was like no fuck this girl she's totally lying and then confronted her boyfriend he's like no she's like so totally crazy and lying months and months after all of this they start the relationship starts getting really shitty she starts to just be suspicious and starts to like that she can't get that out of her mind was that 
ends up catching him cheating and he had been cheating. And for her, she's like, as much as like, I was so mad at that girl. She's like, it, and like, I was pissed at the time and like, it didn't help me at the time. And like her goal was to like, have me avoid the situation. She was like, get the fuck out of here with this guy. And she's like, and my anger was super misdirected. She's like, I didn't stop thinking about it. Like in, not in a way that like, it didn't ruin their relationship. He ruined their relationship. Right. But it was there to like the seed that made her feel like she wasn't crazy when shit, she started to get suspicious of stuff. So I think like, I would just I would message and just say that. And even if you don't want to say that you used to date him, you don't even have to like say that if you don't want to, you can just say like, Hey, like he texted me and like started hitting me up. And I like checked his Instagram to like, see if he was single. And it really looks like he's not. So like, I just want to give you a heads up and you can, yeah. And like, again, I don't know if you guys are together. I don't know what your deal is, but if it was me in the situation, I would just, I would just want to know. And like, that's, that's all. I would send the screenshots. Oh, oh my God, 100% yeah. I was in the screenshot. Because then it, it shows that he said, what are you talking about? Yeah. That's not my girlfriend. Yeah. So. I just think like the, my, I, I don't think that like you should meddle in other people's relationships if you have stake in any of it and like you have, you want it or like he's such a dick guy and like, and he sounds like a dick and like, it'd be nice to prevent another woman from dealing with it. But again, like some terrible guys go through phases and they end up with other girls and they don't treat them terribly. Like I had an ex-boyfriend who like when he broke up with me, the next girlfriend, she's like, he's the greatest guy. I'm like, what the fuck? He was so mean to me. But give everyone the truth so that they can make their own judgment calls on it. I mean, the screenshots I actually think are a good call because then it's like she can't really blow it off because then it's there. I'm very much like a I hate conflict, like retreat, like yeah. get me out of this. Like I don't want to be anywhere near this dude. Like sounds like he wasn't great to you. I would just like distance myself and like take care of number one and be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Have at it. Like you're going to do your damage. Like that's not my business, but that's just me. Like I would be like, Nope, yeah. I don't want it. Like, just put it over there. Let us know how it goes. Let us know what you choose to do. Yeah, I'm. I, I I'd love to know if you want to slide into our DMs at the podcast. Yeah. Don't blame meme pod with some screenshots. Let us know. Hi, Megan. Um, I have a really long story, but I'm going to try to make it short. I've been single for about two years now. In October, I started talking to a guy. Um, this went on for about five months. It really wasn't that great. Um, he kind of just wasn't giving me that much attention. I kind of felt like the side chick wasn't that great. Finally decided at the end of that five-month period, which was in March, um, to have sex with him. It was the worst sex of my life. Um, we now call him the five-minute man because um, we had very slow sex that lasted about five minutes. Anyway, he has just now reappeared. He's been texting me apologizing like crazy. Oh, forgot to mention this. He ghosted me after the five-minute sex. Um, and I was actually willing to keep continuing after that because I know that it's always not perfect the first time. But he ghosted me. He's now reappeared, begging for my forgiveness. I'm being such a bitch to him. But there's this little part of me inside that wants to hang out. I don't know why. So my question um, the obvious answer is, you know, he probably won't change. But my question to you is, do you think there's any way he could change? Um, he's not in the area with me right now, so I know this isn't just like he wants to fuck. But I'm not sure what his intention here is, to waste my time more or something. I don't know. I'm being such a bitch to him, and he keeps trying to talk to me still. Um, I'm 21, by the way. I know that matters. This is Sydney. <laughs> I 
have been How there. many people have you given? Like guys, have you so given many second chances to? Dumb chances. That literally never deserved it for the first one. <laughs> I have to count. Like so many. And also there's easily six or more. <laughs> and almost all of them had the same one. A huge group I had the same dated name. four Michaels. <laughs> and row. they were all bad. They all were of them. all bad. It was. I thought you were going to say at the same time. No, no. not at the same okay. time. I don't know. She okay, you don't sidebar. Do don't know how people date some multiple people at the same time. I've never been able I don't to. Have the time. I don't have the time. Mm-mm. Who has the time? Nobody. Like when people are like, I don't know if he's dating other people. I'm like, does he have time? Like, yeah. How? Okay. Does anyway, he have a job. Right yeah. Now. Like, if you have a job, yeah. I don't know how you keep that up. But good for you if you can. So, also, can we loop back to the slow? slow that's five, five minutes. minutes. Of- I just think that that is enough reason. Just like hold that on in your mind. Like what I wish I had done during this period of time when I was dating shitty people and giving them giving them second, third, third chances, chances is that I wish I had wrote down bad things. And then like when I was in my moment of like weakness or clarity when you're like starting. No, yeah. yeah. Wrote them down in my moment of clarity yeah. for my moments of weakness when I'd be like, well, mm-hmm. should I just like do it? Like go back because like. I don't know. Such and, a cancer. It's so cozy. Yeah, like, mm, I don't know. Maybe. What do I want? And like, if I had just been able to be like, remember that he finished while going down on you, I'd have been like, yep, I'm out. What? I remember. Yes. That happened to Was me. Was he jerking himself off? I don't think so. Was he so. rubbing against I the mattress? He, I think rubbing against mattress, which is actually worse, in my opinion, because like, that's weird. It was bizarre. It was the most bizarre thing that's ever also because you didn't to me. finish, did you? No, <laughs> and he did. And I was like, "It's cool. It happens." And I'm like, "That does not." And then happen. your feet are just in cum. Like, not my feet. Thankfully, like it could have been my feet yeah. if I didn't know. Like, I was like, "Oh, what?" What? Uh-huh. I like had. I was like taking a double take. I'm like, is that what I think it is? Yeah, it's what. Or I Or the think guy it is. who cried when you were making out with him, or the one who had died, like shit himself on the date. Oh God, yeah. Him these too. are different people. All named Michael. Michael. Yeah, these are different people. But this is that. So we well, okay. I will say the shitting himself on the date that could happen to me. That well, yeah. Like he was like, "Oh, I have food poisoning," and I was like, "We gotta get that check. We gotta wrap this up." <laughs> and so we left, and then I did give him a second shot after that because when I that's told people, not his fault. that's yeah. not his fault. No, and true. I told people the story, and I was like, "I went on the date from Along Came Paul," and they're like, "Oh, you shit yourself," and I was like, "No, I was actually Jennifer Aniston. I know, oh. like." I know I'm not Jennifer Aniston in any other way, shape, or form, but in this scenario, I was Jennifer Aniston, and he was Ben Stiller. But I was going to say the 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 term that or like the phrase that we use on the podcast so much was actually coined for the first thing, one of the things I told you when you were dating them, which was you have to figure out did you have fun because they were there or because you were there? Yeah. So what you have, yeah, there's that. Like if you are someone who's conversational and like who gets along with people like maybe don't judge your dates by like, Oh, but like the conversation was good. It's like, well, was the conversation good because you talked the whole time yeah. and they asked you zero question about yourself. But anyway, it sounds like, first of all, even before the five minute sex, it sounded like long, this five long minutes. five minute sex that this was super slow. Lack- no, no. Oh, sorry. Slow Which makes it long. Minutes. Yeah. That oh. sounds like the longest five Does minutes. Have, like, That's a like a really, microwave like, five minutes. Like, just like, does he have a really long penis? Yeah. <laughs> like just so long. It that takes him like 30 seconds to like pull to make out contact. and then move back in. Like I he's just, like, e- he makes a semi-truck noise. E- 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 and then backing out That's again. That's like, e- backing e- out, yeah. E- 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 like this is just bad. Also, like 
you can have better sex out there. Like, even if he was nice to you, like, and the sex was bad, like, but it sounds like he wasn't a, wasn't even great. Like it was already lackluster. And, you know, I just think, you know, you're don't date. Like it's a job that you're trying to keep like Mm. date, like date, like you're being selective. Like you're the interviewee and they're on the job, like so, interviewing to be your. Boyfriend. I wish you could have given yourself this advice. Yeah, same. she's got to live. No, through but it's amazing. She's lived, she like, lived through it, so now she. I can lived through it. it, so I could give this advice. Yeah. It's so, so now smart. she won't date five Michaels. She'll only date one. <laughs> Just date one, Michael. That's everyone's goal. Just date one. But also, it's it's like exactly like you're saying, like. There's there's no good part here. We get so many calls of a like, girl's like, oh my god, he treats me like shit, but like that dick is so fire. And like, like I get how that's actually this hard dick to pull isn't away from. fire. Yeah, oh, the we've dick's both been there where it's like he treats me like shit, but like this, this, this is, is so good. good. And, and when you're like, convenient. Uh, yeah, and it's convenient. And you're uh, like, oh, but I'm busy right now. Exa- like yeah. this is a this is like easy convenient. I don't have to go to dinner dick. first. Yeah. Like I'm not increasing my like, number. I could genuinely make like a dick appointment and then uh-huh. go and be done. Exactly. Like, it's not no follow up. But it sounds like that's not what she wants. This is like. He doesn't even live in the same place. I doesn't live in the same place. Isn't nice to you or gives you attention. Bad at sex. That's I my don't hear a trifecta of terrible things. You like, can't be all of those things. Pick no. One. Also, you have to give me attention. Like that's almost the worst. We know, Megan. That's like it is literally <laughs> like the worst. <laughs> Worse than five minutes slow sex. Well, I have one to- slow five minutes sex. But like I could, like I could see like five minutes slow sex being good. But if you're not good at it, then it's a problem. Right. Yeah. But also yeah. five minutes. Like, but if it's slow no. in five minutes, no. Have it be fast in five minutes because yeah. it's a quickie. I don't know the five. Uh, well, five minutes. If it's we have five minutes, if I only have five minutes, but if I have, if this is like the first time we've done it and we've been dating for five months, like, and there was no like sexual tension buildup for five months. Yeah. Like you're and out. He should have gone down. Oh yeah. He's hundred percent. He's canceled. And I Bye. also want to say just for the record, like the fact that he goes to do after, like he might've been embarrassed, but like, I wouldn't, this wouldn't be necessarily my advice if he didn't treat you like shit too. If right. this is a guy who's embarrassed and came really fast, like that's not what this is about. He treated you like yeah. shit. And then also you aren't sexually compatible. Like even if the sex was amazing, I would tell you, do not go back to this guy. He it's goes to nice. you. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about the fact that he goes to you to like save his pride because he was embarrassed that he came so fast. It like it's not like about he has that. a lot of growing up. Yeah. Do. He treated you like shit. It's not fucking worth it. Honestly, it sounds like you're bored and you like having someone to talk to. He's not even nearby. So like someone to text who's like flirting with you and all that stuff sign up for dating apps start talking to a bunch of different people even if you have no intention of meeting them just fill your texts and your time just talking to other people who are giving you that attention that's not him because you already know that he can't give you the attention you actually want but like you're able to like rationalize it when it's like oh we're just texting like you know it's just it's like oh ping my phone went off like oh okay like we're still kind of talking now you already know that this isn't gonna work so don't invest your time the best solve is a new dick yeah a couple of new guys a couple of new guys to talk to on to the next i'm 21 and i'm calling because i have kind of a unique situation i guess so i just moved to a completely different state um literally 17 days ago and seven days ago monday as in eight or nine days after i have moved um i had something really scary happen to me a guy followed me from my car up to my apartment building and tried to get it break into my apartment so that was not not a great time i had to call 911 and everything all that jazz make a police report cool 
Um, I guess kind of half of this question is how do you get over something like that? I feel really jumpy. I live alone. Every time I hear noises, I freak out. I can't go outside when it's dark anymore. Um, it's only been a week and a half, but it's really altered like my way of life. Like I can't go grocery shopping if I know I'll come back like at night. I don't leave my apartment after I come home from work. Um, but on top of that, my boyfriend has truly been the best human I could have ever asked for. He, you know, installed like a new security system, paid for like a, a few cameras. It's on my apartment now. Like I feel super safe, you know. Um, we're in North Carolina, so we went shooting, did the whole like um, carrying class and stuff like that, whatever. But I just, I feel bad because I feel like I'm taking up so much of his life. I guess, and he's giving up. He got really behind at on school. Like he's been really stressed out and stuff, all because like that first week I couldn't be alone. I stayed at his place basically the entire week, and I just I don't know up to what point is relying on him too much. Not enough. I don't know. He keeps trying to put it back himself. He's like, I wish that I could help you more. Like, I'm not doing enough because I'm not helping you enough. Get over this. I'm not doing enough for you. But I've tried to explain to him, like, he's doing way more than anyone could have ever asked of him. So I guess I'm just trying to figure that out, too. And I just, I'm afraid that this big, stupid, unfair situation is going to cause a real bad effect on our relationship. And I don't know how to stop that from happening. That's so funny. First of all, I'm so sorry. That I'm is so, sorry that so to scary. You. Mm. That's awful. I, I would also be so jumpy and sketched out and scared. Like the th- way you, the things that you describe, like I don't do that already. Like I don't leave my house once it gets dark. Like I don't go grocery shopping, like any of that stuff. And like, that's just from me being like paranoid. So I can't even like imagine how you feel from like, you, like an actual like I feel like effect this is from that. Like a two-parter. Cause one, is, how yeah. do you... How do you now heal after this horrible trauma has happened to you? And then to the part affecting your relationship. I think the safety one, I said it in the last episode, but there's this app called Noonlight, which I've never, knock on wood, had to use, but I found it through, that's not wood, that's wood. Is that wood? No, that's metal. That's the same thing that this is. Okay, (laughs) I knocked on it. Um, But I saw, like, you you see, like, I follow a lot of, like, uh, like feminist Twitter accounts and stuff. And it's a lot about like women helping other women stay safe. It's basically just an app um, where if you are being followed or you feel like you're in danger, you're in an Uber that won't let you out. You open the app and you just hold your phone, your finger on this like little button. Um, and then it, once, as soon as you let go, you've got five seconds to enter your passcode if you're fine. Um, and then if you're not fine, they'll they are already tracking your location as soon as you are opening the app. Um, and then they will send police there and they will have someone to like, will talk to tip. you and message you. And even if it's it's like, oh, nothing happened. But like, I felt really uncomfortable. They'll have someone they can like someone will message you like someone will still come by and check. Even if you say like, oh, it's fine. They're still going to send somebody to check on you. That's kind of like better. It's yeah, like an app for calling 911 because 911, they still follow up. Yeah. And I think it's and it's also like if anything were to happen, like just by opening the app and pressing the button, you're already doing it. You don't have to talk. Like if someone like knocked your phone out of your hand, you have like five seconds to enter your passcode. They can't even hand you your phone in that time. They're already going to show up like it's. I, I, I tell everyone to download it. So I would say that I would say if you uh, if you're interested in true crime and everything, I would take a step back for now. I would take a step back from yeah, anything that that's triggering. triggering. Um, I 
definitely like when I'm in like a higher paranoia or just like higher anxiety, like I don't listen to true crime stuff. I don't. My friend had like told me she's like, oh, my God, I downloaded like this like police blotter thing about like all crimes in your areas. And I downloaded it and I was like, I had a panic attack that night. And mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to delete this from your phone. So I would say surround yourself with like it's being smart and safe and cautious is great. And I think no matter what, you're always going to do that. And I think what you need to do now is surround yourself with stuff that makes you feel like warm and fuzzy, whether that's like, like only watch comedies, like watch funny TV shows, The Good Place, Friends, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, nothing that's anything scary or like stressful in it. And, you know, get like a nice new like fuzzy blanket and like drink tea. Uh, I don't know. And no, you have guns. So I doubt you also have weed. Um, uh, But like things that are going to calm you and like make your house feel Try and make your house feel really safe that you're not trapped in there and it's the only safe place that there is. But try and make it feel like, oh, I'm here because it's cozy and I enjoy it. Like it's a like like you want to spend time there, not that you feel trapped because like the outside world is like scary and stressful, you know? Yeah. And I think also, you know, give don't have expectations of yourself right now. Like give yourself the time and space to heal and say no to things that you have to say no to and just kind of treat yourself like a toddler. Like I'm hungry, need to eat. Like I'm tired, go to sleep. Like just take care of like all the little things. And I think the healing will come with time, but it's also been a week. It sounds like, and that is really recent. So just give yourself time to heal and also have low expectations of yourself. Like don't beat yourself up for not being able to do certain things or whatnot, like just do what feels good for the moment and you'll slowly get there. I Mm -hmm. think I don't have luckily personal experience with this kind of trauma. So not necessarily speaking from experience, but I think if you're trying to get over something difficult or you're going through a rough time, just treat yourself like a toddler. Like also like let other things go. Like just think about like things that are mission critical, like feeding myself, sleeping, um, you know, School, maybe like let your teachers know if you, you know, need some space or whatnot. Yeah. Um, for your relationship. One, one thing I want to add oh, though, yeah. too, you said that you'd done a shooting class. I would also say a self defense class mm-hmm. would yeah, be really great. That, would, that sounds um, good. I feel like that'd be a good confidence builder. I think it would too. And I think also from there, you could probably ask your instructor, like, hey, do you know of any like women's groups or support, like any like where we can like just talk like about that kind of stuff, whether it's like, any like uh, like victims of violence or anything like that, where it's like you're just surrounded by other people, because I think your big issue and this is what lead into the relationship part is that you feel like a burden right now. And I think the more that you can like obviously not surround yourself with like triggering things, but like put yourself in a place that it's like, oh, this I'm not a burden like this has happened to a lot of other people. And like I'm strong and like I'm I'm going to be OK and all these other women are OK. And I have like a support system. I think that is um, would be really great, too. And I always always we always say therapy, but I also know that's not necessarily um, that's not available. Uh, for everyone. Yeah, available for everyone. But there's also apps mm-hmm. that are help. Always a sponsor. It's a good one. OK, so about your boyfriend, um, I understand why you feel like a burden, but I think you should listen to him when he's telling you that you're not mm-hmm. like just believe him because mm-hmm. you're not. And also. Yes, this is like a really big trauma and most relationships don't experience something like or maybe not most, but like this is kind of more of a different case for for you, like a a new a new thing that you two are experiencing together. And I think it's great that he's helping you and being there for you. Um, And if it weren't this, like there's always going to be life stuff 
that puts stress on your relationship. And so I actually think it's great knowing that like when you're going through a hard time, he's very present and very there and like doing the most because now, you know, one that like he's great in a crisis and Mm -hmm. you can rely on him and have him be there for you and have him be a good support. And also you will you know, you'll pay it forward eventually. Like he'll be going through a hard time. If you're in a relationship for a long time, like you'll eventually be there for him too and be able to help him through something difficult. Um, I don't think he should feel like he's not, you know, doing enough because ultimately like no matter how much he puts security cameras up or, um, takes you to do things that make you happy and whatnot, like it's you that has to do the healing, unfortunately. And he, you know, is doing a great job in aiding that, I think, but I don't, you know, this is also a lot of like personal stuff too, that, you know, I don't think he should be feeling like he's not doing enough. Yeah. I I think you're exactly right. I think you're projecting the worry of this, uh, your relationship, like there, you, you know, that none of this is your fault at all, but there is something that happens when you experience trauma that like, you feel like a burden and especially women love to assume and take responsibility for things that aren't our fault. And you know, this isn't your fault, but like there is a part of you that right now is feeling like a burden with something that like a man would never feel like a burden to a woman who, if he had been through some crazy trauma like this, like, Oh no, I feel bad. Like this is something like he's doing what he should do. Praise him. Thank him. That's being amazing. And let him know, like, there's nothing more you can do. You're already, you're doing amazing, but don't, I don't want you to be afraid that this is going to ruin your relationship because he's he's like stepping up to the plate. And if you feel at any point like I don't know if you guys want to like go to like a like even if it's like you find like a uh like a group together to talk yeah. about that. And, and he's in school, so there might be yeah you guys things that he can go to at his counselors at school can go talk to someone yeah. together. I would say I think it's so great to have him and be able to trust him and like let him in. I'd also say that because you've had a great experience trusting him and letting him in, you can let someone else in too. Like you can let other friends in and they can also make you feel like you're not putting it all on him because I I don't think that like it's a bad thing at all that like he's being a great support system but I think it would like it'd be great for you if like you know that your support system is more than just one person you can have these other people like you can have like he's got a test or whatever and he you know that he's gonna drop everything for you and be like you know I'm gonna go hang like sleep at like one of my friend's houses like I think that you're going to feel really supported and great. The more, the bigger that you make that circle of people and of the people that you already know. Um, and I think, I think like friends in general, like when you're like, if someone's in an unsafe situation, like they're going to want, want you to crash on the couch. And I think it's just going to alleviate you feeling like a burden on you. Know what I mean, like you're putting it all on him because I don't think that you are. And I don't think that like you should feel guilty about that, but like for your own psyche, if it feels, if it feels better to know that you have like three people to turn to or like anything like that, or even like take a group of girlfriends and be like, Hey, I'm going to go do a self-defense class. Like, do you guys want to come? Like a lot of, I'm sure like all, like a lot of your female friends would like love to go do that with you. She might not have any though. Cause it seems like she just, Oh, she just moved. Oh, true. Well, great place to meet friends. I was just going to say something, a better reason to go to a, a, cool thing like a self-defense class yeah know, or a workout class I was or just, something yeah. working out is great like just you know brings your stress level down mm-hmm. makes you feel good and strong and like I always yeah. say like I work out to feel capable but yeah he sounds like a great guy and I'm like so sorry this this happened and also maybe um think about getting a dog 
Oh yeah, a dog would be great. Yeah, if you're allowed to have a dog. Well, it could be an emotional support animal. Then they have yeah. to let you have a dog. Mm-hmm. Have a dog. It's someone like just like you know. I think that'd be really great. I get messages daily. People saying you should get a dog, and I'm like, I know I should. I kind of want you to get the dog. I want a dog so bad. We're gonna do it once we get back from Europe in October. We're gonna get a dog. It's happening. Well, now you said on the podcast. Now you gotta get a dog. I've said now it probably you've... fifty times. <laughs> no, but we're going to. But I think that'd be great for you. You know, maybe even a, like a roommate eventually. Or you could foster dogs if you oh, can't yeah. fully commit. Um, maybe volunteer with dogs too. I know someone who did that with uh, Muttville and she would just bring dogs home and she would like bring them to the office. It was great. Oh, really oh great. I love that. Okay. Well, I'm sorry this know. happened to you and I hope yeah. that you're on a path of healing. Yeah. Check back in Heal with us. You. Let us know if you get a dog. Yeah, send pics. Yeah. Or just find other people's dogs and just hang out with them. Become a dog walker and just hang out with dogs. Wag. Yeah. Do it. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Did you guys know that fashion is one of the top polluting industries in the entire world? Well, Amour Vera, which is French for green love, is a sustainable clothing brand that thoughtfully designs their pieces using sustainable fibers, non-toxic dyes, and local production so you always feel good about what you're wearing. Their clothes are made in limited quantities to eliminate excess waste and ensure the highest production standards. And they've worked directly with mills to develop signature fabrics that are soft, beautiful, durable, and of course, sustainable. With impossibly soft tees, comfortable dresses, chic jumpsuits, shoes, and accessories, Amour Vert has classic and flattering pieces for work and for play. I am personally a huge, huge fan of their t-shirts. They're not lying when they say they're soft. And right now, Amour Vert is offering our listeners 15% off your first order when you go to shopgreenlove.com blame. That's shopgreenlove.com blame for 15% off your first order. Go to shopgreenlove.com slash blame. Let's talk about sex, baby. There are those among us with an insatiable thirst for adventure, the ones who embrace the unknown with wide-eyed wonder. Although your dreams might take you worlds away, you shouldn't neglect what's right in front of you. Skin's new line of intimate devices is designed to take your pleasure to new, undiscovered places. Like the Skin Vibes, a quiet yet powerful massager to meet your unique needs and body. Skin Vibes has a curved, sensual shape. It can take you from zero to O with 20 different speeds and pulsations. Because when it comes to pleasure, there is no one size fits all. Don't settle for monotony. Explore intimacy with Skin Vibes, available for purchase at Rite Aid. Skin. Feel everything. So we're back from our break and we're going to hop into the rest of the cows. I am 23 and I've been with my current boyfriend for about a year and a half. Um, we do live together um, and we have a bit of a situation. So um, we've both been with multiple partners. Um, we've both had active sex life previously um, and that's no issue for either one of us. We're both happy with that situation and that we kind of, you know, got our jollies out and now are happy being in a committed relationship. Um, and in the past, I've, this is, I'm just going to come out. I've always gotten positive reviews, if that makes sense. I've always gotten guys saying, oh my God, that was amazing. 
Um, you know, I've, I've had guys that are like, you're the first person to get me to come like that. You're the first person to get me to come through doing this thing. And that's always been a really a confidence booster for me, knowing that or believing that I was good at sex because I had never gotten any complaints. I had only gotten positive reviews from the guys I was sleeping with. And now a year and a half in, he hasn't complained previously, but now he's saying that I am not actually good in bed, that that was just in my head, I guess. And he asked me, he, he was trying to be sweet about it, but he pretty much was saying that, like, I need to start doing Kegels because I've, you know, gotten loose, which I've been doing. Cause like, okay, that's fair. But then also that like, I bent his dick when I come and that hurts. So like, I need to not do that, which I obviously I didn't know that, that was happening, but now I'm so insecure about it. And I don't even want to have sex anymore because I'm scared. I'm horrible at it. And I'm also freaked out that now he's going to cheat on me because why would he stay if it's so bad? Oh my God. He's just got a weak dick. Yeah. And also yeah. like <laughs> straight True. up though, like, and I say this out of like love because I would want someone to tell me this. He is trying to get you to break up with him. Mm -hmm. Like that's why he's saying this. This isn't yeah. like also all of a sudden you've already moved in together and you've been together for a year and a half. And it's like, Hey, I know it's been <laughs> countless times of, fucking but you've lost it like, like that's yeah. not a thing no like and you're worried that he's gonna cheat on you like this is him trying this is him like this is a weak ass dick move of him trying to get you to break up with him so he doesn't have to do it like that's also fyi just so you know and anyone listening that's not like you don't loosen a vagina with a dick mm -mm. like that doesn't happen at all like yeah that's at all. not how also vaginas think, work. And also, I want to talk about, let's talk about tampons for a second. I know that we talked about, there's a wide set, mean girls, like I have a heavy flow to wide set vagina. Cut the second part out. If you have a heavy flow, you need a super tampon. That does not mean that your vagina is large. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. That just means that like you're bleeding a lot and you need more than like a very small, like I, tomorrow's my day too, but you, bet your fucking bottom dollar I'm going to be wearing a super jumbo tampon at Disneyland. Like but he's contradicting himself. He's saying totally. that she has a loose vagina but, but when she comes then it bends his dick yeah like yeah. that doesn't make sense no. nothing he about needs that to makes try sense. and lie better but guys are also i'm just gonna throw out there with your previous reviews like you have hundreds of great reviews and one like one inconsistent. liar. Yeah, and one it, liar. It's a Yelp reviewer who never actually got a service done there. That's, yeah, and that's, that's when we call is. and we get it removed. Yeah, you call and you get it removed because it's not a legitimate review. Like he's yeah. just kind of like trolling your Yelp page, essentially. Just, yeah. Which, it, but not to be insensitive to the fact that you do live together. It sounds like that, you know, when you break up and you live together, obviously that takes a bigger toll because it's not just over. You also have to like find a new place to live. And yeah. Split the cost of the couch, whatever, like all the bad logistical stuff that comes with living together. Um, but I just think there's no way he was sweet about that. Like, that's so mean. There's mm. no nice way to say that. And it's also just bullshit because also like 
there's a difference between girls finally admitting like, by the way, you've never made me come. I've been lying. Then a guy's like, you're not good anymore. It's like, well, bitch, you've been coming for the last year and a fucking half. Like, you mean this is bad? Like you're you're coming. You're finishing. Like, it's like. The no. proof is in the literal pudding. And also, like, <laughs> oh my god, literally. Like, unfortunately, they can't fake it. No, like, like at all. And also, it's like, just there's physical evidence, or there's not, or there. And <laughs> and on top of that, like, if he. If this was truly like he felt like you're like he wanted to spice up the sex life, he felt like it was getting a little stale. Or even if you were like trying at a new technique or maybe even it took him a year and a half to admit that like he doesn't totally love the way you give him blowjobs. Like he still gets off, but like it's not his favorite. He would like give you gentle instructions and directions while it's happening and just be like, or like I want to trust thing. He would never say like, you're bad at this and like you need to start doing Kegels because that's not constructive. The Kegel thing is just an insult. That's not constructive. And also like boys don't understand vaginas. So like, don't like, he doesn't know what the fuck that means. Like he doesn't know what that means at all. You want to tighten your pelvic floor. That has nothing to do with the tightness of your fucking vagina. Literally people tell women to do Kegels when they're about to give birth because it helps them push a baby. And also it helps you if you have a weak pelvic floor, like, so you don't pee yourself. You do jumping jacks. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not, it's not going to, yeah, like, that's also not going to make you better in bed. No, or whatever. but also like there. Like outside of this, there's also like a good constructive way to like have open conversations about sex and what you want. And like, I don't think we're not saying, you know, don't speak up if there's something you want to try or yes. like something that you've had with a previous partner that you want to like bring into. I mean, obviously, you don't, don't say like this don't one guy did this, but there's like a gentle way or, you know, a real way to like have construction conversations about sex and also give direction in the moment, too. But this is actually just kind of like mean like this sounds mean spirited to me i don't think I it's don't about like. that i don't yeah. think it's about trying he's to change to anything i don't think he's trying to like help like help your sex life or like help you help him get off the way he wants to yeah. this is him being mean to you and making you feel like shit so you break up with him because he's having cold like he doesn't want to be with you anymore and it sucks but like you have to because like no matter how terrible like any like like no matter like any like issues in a relationship or whatever like this is something that's off limits. I I personally think like if there are certain things, if you say to me, you say something that is so incredibly mean, like it has no, we're, we're not progressing our relationship. It's not helping us. Like then it's done. Like you can fuck up and make mistakes and do stupid shit. But if you're mean, like mean spirited and all your, and your goal is to hurt my feelings like that, you don't move like that's insane. That's a child acting out. Like, what are you, what the fuck did you do to him at all? And like, it's just such a fucking low blow, but you need to break up with him. You also need to tell him that he's a fucking tiny penis. <laughs> or weak penis. Yeah. He bent it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm so like, sorry. It's like a little pipe cleaner. I try so hard, but like, it's just so fragile and tiny. I and don't not hard it. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like so it's soft like my, and small. My vagina that's not tight enough is still like breaking oh, your my, penis my, that means that you have giant like a really vagina it's, bre- bre- it's, it's breaking it oh because it's like what it's just like it's like a wet noodle i can't fold it up be like origami that dick <laughs> like i'm just like imagining this like squishy like flaccidy man being like yeah you're not tight enough it's like you're not big enough yeah like, you're falling out, out. <laughs> like, yeah out. 
I just think like this so sucks. And I also think like women have such like everyone always says like, oh, vagina tightening, tightening. Like, and that's such a huge thing. Like girls literally always like anytime a guy's like, uh, tell me my dick is huge. Like, ah, it's huge. You like choke on my cock. You're like, like I uh, never choke yeah. on this. Like we're doing exactly. Uh, like every like, woman in the world deserves an Academy Award. I'm yeah. just going to throw that out there. Like we all have it in us. To and, put on a performance. And, but that's also something that, like, no matter how upset you are with your partner, like, you don't go there. You don't go there. with it. Like, and anyone who goes there and is going to, like, 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 be an asshole about, like, your body. And especially when in regards to sex, when it's something that, like, women already get shit on for sex all the time. And then he's going to turn around and be like, you know what? You're not even good at this. But, like, I want you to continue to fucking blow me. Maybe he's just an asshole. And he just wants blowjobs all the time. He's just selfish dick that he wants you to be like, no, let's, like, go, like, let's do, like, sex 101. So, like, now we have to have sex, like, 50 fucking times a day. Like, he's just being a fucking asshole. And yeah. I think you need to break up with him because I don't think your fear should be, oh, what if he cheats on me? Like, your fear, your fear should be, oh, not even fear. It's just to be a realization. Like my boyfriend is a complete asshole. And I need to break up with him. Like it's not going to get the thing, the idea that like, oh, well, what if, what if something else happens? This is already bad. <laughs> like get yeah. out before anything else happens. That's going to make you feel even worse. But this is like this, this, you, the line is done. Also, let's get back to the fear of cheating on me. Like that's not a good feeling to have in a relationship. Like you there's also like sounds like maybe some trust that has now been like broken down by like his really mean low blow comments yeah. and like you know this is like it's and, not good that's not good either like and, you shouldn't be afraid that you know now that you know there's maybe this like one piece like this little bit of friction like oh now he's gonna go elsewhere for it like, and that's what, yeah, the, and the idea that like supposed to be like in it together hi megan and melissa um so i just have a kind of Oh, it's not a problem with my relationship. It's a problem with me. Um, my boyfriend, we've been together for two and a half or three years, and he's, um, I'm 20 and he's 22. And he's very manly and, you know, like, knows how to work on cars and all that. And just, like, very, you know, very much a gentleman, just like, you know, I'm a man. <laughs> and um, he's has expressed interest in pegging, which I don't have a problem with doing that for him if that's what he wants. But I, I think I want advice on how we haven't done it yet, and I'm worried that it might make me feel, or like, it might make him seem less masculine to me, and I don't think, I'm not sure if that will happen, but it just makes me feel
the media is not it, it doesn't it goes both ways men men have an issue with toxic masculinity within groups of men and feeling manly and strong and all of that and then the media's also made us as or heterosexual women feel the same way when it comes to like men like manly men um and i don't want to be an asshole it's a you problem it's not like it's not like, oh, if, if, if you're if you're not into pegging, if you're not into anything, that's like that's totally that's fine. fine. Yeah. It's it the issue like is the masculinity it. and that that's what you're worried about. It's not like, oh, you know what? Like things I'm not into a threesome. I'm not into a threesome. Two dudes would totally do it. But like another girl, like too jealous, wouldn't do that. But like that and that's OK. Like any any whether it's like a fetishized thing or like anything, you don't have to be into what your partner's into. But the issue is it's it's not the sexual act that you're worried about. It's the fact that you're worried about him appearing more less masculine. And the fact that like he's had to get over his own toxic masculinity to tell you this is something that he would want to do that is perceived like this. You're kind of perceiving it in his worst fear way. And he felt comfortable enough that you wouldn't do this. And I'm glad that you didn't say it to him and that you're calling to say it to us. But for some relationships, I say, like, when it's a sexual thing, I'm like, you know what? You're not you're not matched up. This isn't the right guy for you. But this is uh, an issue of yours. This is an issue that of how you how you think that men are supposed to be. And it's not it's dated and it's something that you need to get over. And it's not that you don't need to find a really manly man because like you're perpetuating a toxic masculinity that's saying like, okay, well, no, like you're then you need to make sure you need to go out and you have to get big ass tits. Like you have to like be like quiet and speak when spoken to and all of these stereotypes of a woman, like that's not fair. Like, and you also can't hold that to men in the same way that like, we don't want that those stereotypes held for women and it's not fair. Um, and I think I think you just need to like, I think that's your own issue that you need to figure out that like, why the, like what the, also what the fuck is masculinity? Someone defined that for like people have just like it, the media controlled what that meant. Like yeah. in, in an alternate universe, masculinity could mean, Oh, I'm really into wearing tights and eyeliner. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't, there is no actual meaning behind the, the word that we haven't created. And it's like just this fake idea. And like, what does that mean to you? Like, if it means that you want someone who's going to like protect you, that has nothing to do with his masculinity. You want someone who you feel safe around, nothing to do with his masculinity. Any like emotional supportive traits that aren't having to do with like the physical or just like the concept and idea, like that's not masculinity at all. Like that it, you like, it's just a fucking obsolete, stupid term that should be like abolished and like, it just and I say this because like, I don't know, you might hate me after this, but like, I just think like you care about him and you're saying your issue isn't with the act. It's of like what you're going to think of him afterwards. And like, imagine if he said that about you, like what if like he like, I don't know, like you like had said that maybe he wasn't into sex before marriage or whatever. And then he's like, well, I'm really afraid if I have sex there, I'm going to think she's like a dirty slut and like I can't marry her. Like, what the fuck? Like. Do you know, like, yeah. it's just not fair because like you're, it's this person that you really, really like and you really care about. And this one thing is going to be like, I don't know if I can look at you the same. Like, also, also are you going to have kids together? Is he going to fucking watch a baby come out of you? And he's like, I was just going to say like, also <laughs> sex is messy. Like it just, sex is just messy. And I don't think we need to put different acts in boxes and tie that to like, who the person is on the inside, like sex is, you know, like a, you know, a thing that like brings you both together and it's mm -hmm. intimate and like, it's a 
really important part of relationships. And I think the fact that he expressed like his wants and needs means that, you know, he's really comfortable with you. It sounds like he has like a high level of maturity because he also knows what he wants and is able to like express that to you. And I think to think of him differently because he like expressed what he wants. That's not really fair. Also, like who's to say what he wants is like masculine, not like right. anyone can be into anything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you don't if you don't have an issue with experimenting with it or trying something new, then, you know, you can go into it with caution. And if you know and try it out or not try it out, like that's your that's your, you know, on you. But I think to also, you know, if he did feel less masculine to you, like, would you be less attracted to him? Like, yeah. would you not want to be with him? Like, it sounds like he, you know, is a good dude. Like, you've been dating him for a while. Like, it sounds like you two have, like, you know, built a foundation over two and a half to three years. <laughs> also, I just, th- I think what's funny about, like, the two and a half to three years, I think we're going to hear that, like, more and more now because people are doing that, like, exclusive oh, uh-huh. but not in a relationship. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? We no. haven't defined it. It's like The Bachelor. It's like, we, like, I think I'm starting to maybe potentially fall in love with you. Maybe. Like, oh my God, they said, and, like, all the other person hears is like, love, love. like, <laughs> love me. Like, there were so many qualifiers in front of that word. But also, I just think that part is funny. Like, yeah. two and a half to three, because I think people are going to start yeah. to do that. Like, oh, the anniversary of our first date. It's like, well, I also was, like, dating three other people then and, like, yep. texting five other people. And it's then we also didn't, like, lock it down to, like, six months later. Yeah. Very true. But anyway, I just don't think, you know, him feeling less masculine to you. That just seems arbitrary yeah, to me. Pleasure doesn't define your sexuality. I'm glad you didn't say this to him or hope you didn't say this to yeah. him. Um, and sought out more information. And I think, you know, keep learning. Yeah. Keep, keep educating yourself. And, you know, mm-hmm. be open to talking about it with him too. But don't tell him you'll, you know, yeah. see him differently. And have a conversation, like a conversation with yourself and be like, what am I afraid of? Like, what right. am I actually afraid of? And like, what am I attracted to him about him? And yeah. what's going to change? I think it's great that you two have like built a foundation of trust and that he feels comfortable enough to like mm-hmm. ask you for that. So kudos for that. Yeah. Keep, keep asking for, you know, more what information. Yeah. yeah. There's a website called pegging101.com and I recommend you check it out. Check it Check out. it out. Check it out. Also, we had another call about pegging, and I think we've got yeah. a lot of people who, with positive reviews being like, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. Also, and it's like power empowering. Move. Yeah. Yeah. I also, forgot. Don't knock anything till yeah. you try it. Yeah. Yeah. There was some TV show, but I can't remember what it was, but it was like this group of guys, and like the manliest, quote unquote, manliest guy that was in the group was like, there's nothing more manly than getting pegged. Ah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. Everyone should yeah, remember everything. what it was. Oh, yeah. Now I want to. Sounds like yeah. a good one. Um, well, I hope you continue to listen to the podcast. I'm only saying this tough love because I also don't think you're a total ignorant, like, asshole. I think this is just like, you I know. I think you're learning. And I think you're learning. And I think that there's, like, room to learn and grow. And I think that, like, you want to. So it, I don't hope you're not mad at me. But if you are, just know that I say this from, like, a place of, like, tough love because I think that we can all improve and do better in this. And even me, like I think yeah. I always, I, for the longest time I was like, I'm going to date a guy who's like six, four. And then finally I was like, why the fuck do I fucking care? Also you can't 69 if you're six, four. Uh, okay. Is it time for don't blame them? 
Okay, so Don't Blame Them is a segment where listeners call in with their own personal advice on previous episodes. So someone tried pegging, maybe they have some input, any of that kind of stuff. What do we got today? So this is from episode season three, episode 26 with Aislinn. And um, the original caller had called in because she thought that her younger sister needed counseling, but her mom was against it. Oh, yeah. And so this is someone calling um, to share advice. Hi, Megan. Um, I am calling in regards to your most recent um, podcast with Aislinn um, to give some advice of my own. I wanted to call and get some advice on the caller whose um, younger sister was very depressed, but um, their very like old school Catholic mom is basically refusing um, any sort of therapy for her. So I'm a pediatric ER nurse um, for my job. And so I actually deal with teens who have mental health issues very frequently, actually. And I see all sorts of ranges um, with the parents too, in regards to their support with their mental health. Um, and it's really sad that there are just shitty parents who just are in straight denial that their kid isn't perfect, like Aislinn said, um, which makes me really sad. But I wanted to give a medical and kind of legal standpoint from, for this call. Um, so I think that the advice of going to a school counselor is great. Um, every school should have some sort of school counselor that she can go to and that she can talk to. And if at any point her sister feels any sort of suicidality, she needs to be telling that school counselor because um, school counselors, medical professionals, um, everyone in those sort of areas of public service are mandated reporters. Um, She can't tell that school counselor that she's feeling suicidal and the counselor not be able to call 911 and say, you need to go to an emergency room for an emergency evaluation because she's at imminent risk to herself. Um, And so if she ever feels like that, she should do that. And once a child is in the ER, it makes the parents, it makes it a lot harder for the parents to be able to deny necessary medical care Um, because now you're surrounded by doctors and nurses um, and social workers. And it it just makes it a lot harder for her to be an ignorant asshole, to put it frankly. Um, And from that point, if they're still denying her medical care, then it possibly becomes a DCFS or CPS, whatever you guys call it in your state evaluation, um, where we could get them involved if they are still flat out refusing necessary medical care because that falls under the realm of neglect. I think that's what a lot of people forget is um, that DCFS is not just for abuse, but also for neglect. Um, And denying your child of necessary medical care is neglect, which is sad but very often seen. Um, And I've called DCFS for this many times before too. So I hope this helps. First of all, like you're amazing. Like Mm -hmm. I love, I can't believe that you listen. Melissa and I always have this when someone calls in and is like, Oh, I'm a therapist. Oh, I like, I do this thing. I'm like, can't believe you listen to our podcast. Like I feel (laughs) so not to make this about me and like me feeling so honored, but like this, I don't know. That's like, it's like a high form of validation. Yeah. It feels like the biggest kind of like, no no offense to anyone who's just like a college kid who like listens to the podcast, but like when someone who's like in a position, a professional, yeah, that's like of stuff that we kind of like touch on. I think it's great. Um, and that is great advice. I never, I, I mean, I never even thought 
which is makes sense though. I never mm-hmm. even thought that you could call child protective services for neglect and not taking your kid to therapy or a psychiatrist if they need to is considered neglect and child abuse, which it is. And I think that's like, I mean, I think that's like amazing. Obviously you don't want it to get to a point where she's um, suicidal and like having to like go to the ER or anything like that. But like, I think if that her older, her older sister listening, I think like that's uh, like, at least there's like, if it, it's, if it gets that bad, that's probably the worst it can get before there's other intervention. Like there isn't, there's going to be a line in which like something's going to have to happen if it gets to that point. Um, but yeah, that was really helpful. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Legal advice too. That's like nice to know that like, Oh, this is how you also like navigate those services and stuff. Cause I think, you know, on the day to day, you're just like thinking about this problem. You don't think about like the greater services that could be out there to help you or know what's available to you. So yeah. That's good. Or even like the sh- like the like not the just like the ignorance and like not awareness of mental health. It's so like it can feel so all encompassing. But then it's like, oh, no, medical professionals like those are people who are like, no, no, you ha- this is something that has to be done. This is our field. This is the medical field. This is like we know how the brain works. This is all of that stuff. The fact that like that that's I don't know that it's like you can feel like very alone in that and feeling like oh I'm like crazy or whatever but it gets to a certain like level or a certain point where you're in the hands of the people who are there to tell you like your health and all of that stuff like those are the ones who are like no this is a necessity this is something that has to happen and like parents or any adults who say like no you don't need this this is like whatever it's whatever the only person who can determine if you need that or not even necessarily need obviously you but like a doctor like mm-hmm. a doctor is someone who can like actually has the credentials to stand by a statement like that and also can valid like be more of like a validating voice mm-hmm. um than you know like you trying to stand up for your sister to your parent um like maybe she just needs that outside i don't know mm-hmm. the situation because yeah. i wasn't here for the episode but <laughs> i will say like i think having validating voice a, and a professional voice yeah that could be helpful mm-hmm as two people in therapy, we talk about how much it's being validated is great. Oh, being validated is the best. It's the greatest feeling in the world. All I ask for all the time. Just ask, give me validation. Well, oh my God, that's it for our episodes. Cindy, thanks so much for being on. Oh, this was great. Oh, I'm I such love a nice cancer. Here. Yeah, I try. You're so nice. I do my best. It's remarkable that we're still friends because really you're is. so nice. It's you're quite nice. Sometimes. Did you laugh? I just had something in my throat. Sure. <laughs> for <laughs> fucking sure. You're nice. Um, do you want people to follow you on Instagram? Sure, go for it. <laughs> go follow. There's nothing interesting the Squidney. there. You're it's still the Squidney, right? Yeah, I'm still the Squidney. It's just my life. It's nothing interesting. No, it's really great. It's I love it. It's very it's, interesting to it's me. It's just me doing my thing. Doing her life. That's all. <laughs> Living, doing all that shit. Going um, to farmer's markets everywhere I go. It's really cute, uh, That's though. really what it is. I like your Instagram. Whoa! No, it's a oh, it is a talk about life. validation. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. Uh. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have some issues in your life and you want our help, give us a ring a ling. Leave us a voicemail at three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six. And international listeners, you can leave us an audio message and email it to us at meganpodcasts at gmail dot com. Patreon, check it out. We're there. Uh, we have so much more to offer now. Mm-hmm. Um. Lots of things there. And, um, yeah, lots of bonus content, fun stuff. And then follow us on Instagram, Dump on Meme Pod, and everything else is in the show notes. Check it. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network.